Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The banker. Recorded live. Good morning and welcome to the Empress of Biz. This is Joanne Forrester. So excited to be talking to you. Do you know this is Small Business Month? Why? Because the Empress of Business says it's Small Business Month. <laughs> How about that? Uh, but it has been National Small Business Week, and we've been fortunate to have the SBA Director of Western Pennsylvania on last week, uh, Dr. Kelly Hunt, and the Assistant uh, Deputy Director, Regina Angle. And um, so we've been featuring small business in many ways. One of the strengths of small business, besides our tenacity and our our willingness to sacrifice, is that we support community activities. And one of the activities that I feel very strongly about is diversity. Through diversity, we have strength. Through minority and women-owned businesses, we have been doing what the economy wasn't doing during the, the recession the Great Recession. We've been starting businesses, keeping our businesses going, and building our businesses. So um, I'm going to be talking a lot about that because it's good for us. And one of the things that we do is we support activities in the community that um, make us stronger. And I have on a I want a very new good friend, but I also indirectly have known her for years, um, Diane Powell, who's going to speak about an organization that she and I am a member of, and she's going to briefly talk about it. And then we're going to go with Connie Portis, who's also a member of this organization, but Susan Miller, who is the one and only Susan Miller and founder of the Women's Small Business Association. And we're going to talk about some of the mistakes that we made, and we're going to, that's just part one. Good morning, Diane. Let's get to you first. Good morning, Joanne. How are you? I am great. Tell us about your organization, the name, what you're doing, and the upcoming event. Thank you so much for inviting me to participate. Uh, The name of the organization is Black Women for Positive Change. And for six years, we have called on countries to focus on changing cultural norms around violence. Um, We feel that far too many incidents of violence have occurred throughout our nation, and um, oftentimes we find that our citizens have become desensitized to the the constant stories that we hear, the shootings, the bullying, the domestic violence incidents. And so we want to draw attention to all of those actions and begin to change cultural norms and um, change ideas around um, toxic masculinity and and help our country become um, safer and better. Um, We have sponsored multicultural interfaith activities around our country for the past six years. 
And our goal is to promote violence prevention awareness. And in line with that effort, we have developed a number of tools and resources that are geared towards young people, but the entire message is, is based on reducing violence and presenting nonviolence and conflict resolution as an alternative. Uh, Diane, I want to add something um, very quickly because we are short on time. Um, violence is not reserved to one sector of society, from the world to the urban uh, and suburban area. We all are impacted from domestic violence to, unfortunately, shoot, shootings in schools. Um, rural areas, violence is very high. I've worked a lot in rural areas. and <laughs> The only place I had a gun pulled on me, so... Been there, done that, folks. Uh, so this effort is multicultural, interfaith. It's for all of us, all, and especially women, because we, we're the ones that take care of the families. No matter what we're working, our hearts are always there. Diane, what's the upcoming event you have coming? Well, our signature event is our Week of Nonviolence, Justice, and Opportunities. And this year, we're going to focus on career opportunities and, and business opportunities as an alternative to violence. And it will be held October 13th through the 21st, not only in Pittsburgh, but we'll be hosting events around the country. Um, we're headquartered in Washington, D.C., but we have chapters throughout the nation, and we partner with many um, national organizations, again, to raise public awareness and to draw in the public to, to help focus on reducing violence and making our nation safer. Uh, Diane, I would like to have you back more as you get more details about the event. Sure. Because when, um, having been a small business owner and a consultant, I have been in situations um, where violence has erupted into a business and what that has done, domestic violence, um, robberies, that type of thing. Right. Uh, and um, so we, you know, no matter who you are, where you live, what you do, our culture has put us at risk. So I would very much would like to have you back. And how can people contact you to find out more about this very important week? Our email address is P like Paul, I-T-T-B-W the number 4TC at gmail.com. Would you repeat that again? P-I-T-T-B-W, the number 4TC at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at blackwomenforpositivechange.org. Diane, I'd like to also connect with you after the interview because I think we have some uh, some things in common with my nonprofit and your nonprofit. So uh, my nonprofit is helping the survivors of domestic abuse uh, become uh, start their own businesses. Um, it's called She Deserves. So I'd like to connect with you after the interview. Sure, that would be great. Um, I think yeah. uh, I think we're doing some of the same things, so I I think we can connect, and I'd love to bring more exposure for your nonprofit through our resources. Terrific, we would appreciate that, and we welcome the opportunity to partner partner with with groups and and to to build the network. 
Okay. Thank you. One of the one of the great things about women business owners that was Susan Miller, folks, says, who is the founder and director of the Women's Small Business Association, who also knows that our productivity and the welfare of our small business depends on the health, not only just physical health, but the mental and spiritual health of our of all our citizens. And Susan. Um, everybody about your nonprofit. This wasn't on agenda, but you know, I, I'm a big supporter. Well, we don't um, we don't have to put it on the agenda because, like I said, we have a we have some great women on the agenda right now, and I'd let I'd like to make sure we uh, listen to them and the things that they're uh, you know talking about. So we can we can table for another interview if you'd like. <laughs> Getting another interview, huh? Okay. Be <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, candy. <laughs> Uh, Connie, you, Connie Portis has been a publisher. She has been a uh, government official. She has been a leading advocate for minority and women business owners. And she's been my friend. Good morning, Connie. Good morning, Joanne, Diane, and Sue. Good morning. Yeah. Connie, uh, you have been all those things and an entrepreneur. But uh, is there anything you would like to say about the upcoming week of violence before we move on to um, us as business owners? Well, I think it's so important what Diane is doing uh, and what the um, Black Women for Positive Change stands for. Um, and as she said, things have been normalized in our society. And um, so we need to say that Violence is not normal. It is outside of the bounds of living a healthy and productive life. So I really support what Diane does, and she has been a real trooper for the past six years. She started out, and um, uh, she had to explain the mission, Diane, over and over again, and she really made it hit home and resonate with um, African-American women and other women and men that want to join in um, this, uh, I don't want to call it a crusade, it is just uh, a mission to live a healthy, productive life from violence and with lots of respect. Mm -hmm. I agree with uh, Connie also (laughs) that you know, what's important about what uh, Diane is doing is that the education that's needed, you know, for change, that's how change is going to come is, you know, advocates like Connie and Diane putting themselves out there to provide that education uh, to uh, bring awareness so that change can happen. And, uh, you know, I, I support that too, and I'm, I'm glad that there are people like Connie and Diane out there to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing that I I can say to other women um, and men that uh, one of the things we all know we live a busy life, Um, those of us that are either in nonprofits or have our own business or have family to tend to, it's not just being there, but it's making sure that you give your financial contributions. And so while I can't be on the front lines always with Diane, I can keep my dues up. 
I can make contributions. So there are many ways to support an effort. And uh, without having the members, um, paid members, the movement kind of lags. But um, thank God for Diane because she makes sure that we keep our membership up, keep the membership up to date, and she's able to do the kinds of things that she does, not just locally, but nationally. Yeah, it's called what I, I'm going to be real blunt, it's called putting your money where your where your beliefs are, folks. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I have worked very hard at getting my people to understand, our people to understand that if we want change, our heart and our soul and our money goes into it. That's yeah. the same. Yeah, that's the same thing as in business. I mean, we've got um, three entrepreneurs here. Diane, you've never been in business, but your husband has been a major force in encouraging small business. So she's, you've probably heard a lot of these stories one way or another. So I'm sure he's been um, a strong advocate for minority and women business owners, and he's worked tirelessly to um, promote job development opportunities and business development opportunities and to ensure that they have access to um, major development projects that occur throughout the city. Oh, I know. And and, um, your husband and I, we have a mutual admiration society or sometimes have gotten into, you know, rock the boat sometimes, but that's okay. The boat needs rock (laughs) once in a while, folks. I'd like to start first with Susan because you are the director of the Women's Small Business Director and founder of the Women's Small Business Association, but you're also a serial entrepreneur, and so is Connie, and so am I. Uh, Susan, what drives you in business? Well, what drives me, it's not the same thing that drives everybody else, but I just have this constant desire to help others. So everything that I have uh, that I have going on, there's that underlying purpose. And, uh, you know, uh, that's what fuels me and that uh, and my businesses. And, you know, I keep that purpose always in sight because that motivates my team also, um, you know. Uh, but uh, that's what drives me in business. Um, you know, uh, that drives me with my businesses, uh, along with the desire for flexibility um, because I have four children and grandchildren and I have a lot going on with my family. I want that flexibility, along with a lot of other reasons why most people start their businesses, but that's what drives me is the, mm-hmm. the desire to help other people. I, and of all, of all the multiple businesses that you have, and I'm as bad as you, which one is your? Um, which one are you working at right now? All of them. <laughs> you know that, uh, you know that, Joanne. I mean, all of them. Uh, but the Miller uh, Miller Promotions, Miller Promotions, uh, uh, it's a promotion company, event promotion company. We provide specialty shopping uh, throughout the city of Pittsburgh. They're great venues for developing small business owners, um, and we like to work with them in building up their brand, uh, their brand awareness, uh, uh, making this part of their marketing plan, um, introducing new businesses to the community. Uh, So that's what Miller Promotions is good for. 
Women's Small Business Association, of course, is helping women, uh, encouraging women to start their own business. Uh, she deserves, like I said, it's a nonprofit I'm launched, uh, I just launched. Um, I'm working on that. Uh, so those are the three main ones. Uh, I am knocking some things off of my plate um, and selling off some businesses to put more focus on those three. Only three, folks. <laughs> Only three that I'm going to mention right now. <laughs> and and Connie Portis, who has done so much and has won so many awards and that. But Connie, you have had many successful businesses, and I think you just ended one. And <laughs> yeah. you, and you're probably and you're probably thinking of another one, right? <laughs> you know I am, Joanne. However, you know, what I want to say is that even if you're in a nonprofit, you are still a business owner. You're still a CEO because you, we do the same thing as um, those that are in nonprofits. You have to create your mission. You have to, you know, market your business or service. And so um, I just would like to throw that in because a lot of times we think that nonprofits or people or organizations that sit back ask for money and it just comes in. So they have to work just as hard as we do and sometimes even harder because there's so much uh, competition. So with that in mind, I just want to commend Diane because as a CEO, uh, so to speak, here in Pittsburgh of the chapter, she's got to go out and market. She's got to find money. She's got to help people believe in in the mission of um, of the organization. So with that said, I just wanted to applaud what she does. And um, again, so I am, I don't know if I'm a serial entrepreneur, um, and or all of us, for that matter, I think we get a there's a mission that we have, and we want to make, as uh, Sue said, we want to help people, and most businesses start that way, um, believing that they have something to make life easier, to make life prettier, to um, help people get organized. There are a lot of different ways in which um, our uh, our businesses, the mission starts in our head. It's an aha moment. I can make this better. I can help people um, because you you have to make sure that what you're doing is something people want to buy. So um, that's what uh, was my driving force in business. I wanted to tell stories, positive stories about the African-American community, and I wanted to do it in a magazine format, and that's how I started out in business with my Renaissance 2 magazine. And then noticing that the the field was not level for um, African-Americans in business, uh, that's how I started our black business directory. And the directory was for and about the African-American community because it, it needed to have the kind of audience that wanted that information 
or needed to find that information. And it wasn't necessarily the African-American community. It was corporate America. It was um, other businesses that wanted to do business in and for the African-American community. So it was a two-way street. And it's good business to do business with one another. I prosper, you prosper. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you doing now? (laughs) You're funny, Joanne. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you ended up one which I thought was a wonderful idea. And... um, well, I'm excited. I'm so excited because um, actually today is my birthday. Happy so, birthday. birthday. <laughs> I've reached a milestone that, you know, years ago I thought I would be sitting on my porch crocheting. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, but... Uh, and I'm starting something totally new, something I never, ever thought I would get into. And it's just so exciting because this is the next chapter uh, of my life in terms of, of business. I am in my 12th year of my Sisters and Friends Getaway to Martha's Vineyard and my last year. And I have over 200 women coming from all over the country to enjoy a two weeks on Martha's Vineyard. Over 100 for the first week and um, uh, almost 100 for the second week. And I even have someone coming from Alaska. So um, this is going to be a wonderful final year for Sisters and Friends, and then the beginning of a new business. And uh, so I will be able to talk about that soon. I got my (laughs) first sample in the mail. I'm so excited. And I really haven't, at this point, gotten my my pitch together yet. So I might be calling you soon (laughs) to get my pitch together for my new... um, product that's exciting yeah that is and what what i'd love to do is get all three of us down just talking because they'll come they'll come about 20 new businesses out of the conversation (laughs) um one of the things because we all have been established entrepreneurs and and multiple owners and i've it's a shame on me i've owned up to six uh that was a little much um but um we have all made mistakes, and uh, I'm just calling this part one because I know that a couple of us have to leave. But one of the things that I wanted to share, and, and I'm working on a book, 52 Dangerous Mistakes Entrepreneurs Make, and, you know, I've probably made at least half of them, and by the grace of God, I've somehow survived. Um, I, I think I just uh, got, I entertain God, and he looks and says, well, what's she doing next, you know? But I said I would start off. One of the biggest mistakes I made was that I got in a real estate partnership. And there were six of us, five men and one one woman. I naively thought that men didn't fight. I was wrong. I never heard three got along and the other three 
the other two, well, two got along and the other three didn't. And they were same family members. And the sibling rivalry came into the corporation. And even though we owned real estate and we were on our way to collecting some nice-sized real estate, that bickering actually broke the partnership. So one of the things, painful things, I learned a lot of things out of it, was really to take a look at the relationships of everybody you're bringing into the partnership. Because if you give people who have intense dislike or no respect for each other, it's it does not work. And I lost a lot of money on that one. And uh, that I could talk about that for three days, all the mistakes that came out of that. But I learned a lot. So the thing I'm inviting people to do, to learn from my mistakes, is when you're putting them together in an association, a partnership, a nonprofit, take a look at how people feel about one another. Do they respect one another? They don't have to like one another. They have to respect one another and be able to pull together in the common goal and if they can't put aside personal feelings and are letting the past get in the way of the now, then you've got a bad deal. So that's what I've done. Um, mm-hmm. So learn from that one, folks. Susan, is there, what, what lesson have you learned? One, oh, just there's one. so many. And that's the one thing that I think women forget is that it's okay to make mistakes. I see so many women, they're afraid to make mistakes, and they're hard on themselves for making mistakes or judging others because they have made mistakes. And so I have made a lot of mistakes, and I always embraced my mistakes because I said, well, now I know. Let's make this work now. So I have a long list here, and I'll go through them quickly. <laughs> but uh, everything from trying to do it all, uh, um, also, uh, uh, making sure I have non-disclosures and non-compete, uh, contracts in place for mm-hmm. team members because, uh, I've learned, uh, I created a lot of competition by not having those in place, uh, not having a clear marketing strategy, cutting prices does not bring in more customers. You need to look hey, at, uh, one again. repeat that one loudly again, uh, Cutting prices does not bring in more customers. Uh, if you're, if you, uh, what you need to do is look at your services and improve your services because people are willing to pay a higher price for better services. Um, uh, we talked about the purpose. What's your purpose? I think a lot of times I see with business owners they start out just what Connie had said with a purpose, but then as they keep going uh, through the process, they lose that purpose. Um, And so I think it's important especially to keep that purpose in place, especially for your team. Unrealistic financial goals. Um, And here's, uh, you know, some insight. Overnight success usually comes with 10 to 20 years. (laughs) uh, You know, there's too many business owners that are expecting that overnight success, and it, it doesn't come overnight. So, uh, being all business, uh, uh, which means getting absorbed into your business to the point that you don't have the balance uh, of, you know, personal and business. Um, you're you're neglect- neglecting the personal side of your life. Uh, being a weak leader, 
Um, and I'm very, uh, I'm a very compassionate person, and so I have team members in place that, uh, if I should waver, they keep me in place. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I continue to be a strong because I'm very compassionate, and uh, you know, uh, sometimes I that that can cloud my judgment, and so they keep me in place. Uh, and assuming there is no competition, I, um, you know, is one too. Uh, you know, you always, I always remind my clients, uh, keep paying attention to what your competitors are doing. And I think sometimes, uh, business owners forget, uh, about their competition. Um, but those were my biggest mistakes that I have made as a business owner. Wow. Um, thank you for your, for sharing that. And these are ones that, um, Susan, you've been in business, um, 25 years, right? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> not counting the things I was doing as a you know as a teenager. I was uh, making money ever since I was a young child out of necessity to feed myself. But uh, <laughs> so yes. Yeah. And and my mother accuses me of trying to sell her my rattle from you know <laughs> one, like, you know. <laughs> but. Connie, you have experienced a lot of different types of businesses, and you've been in um, from um, not only own your own business, but you've also been, you know, in in the government capacity. Um, is there a couple things you would like to share about what you've learned? Well, um, I guess I'm going into my 40th year in business um, since I started my first business. Um, What I think about is that there are very few mistakes, that there are learning experiences. So, Mm. for instance, if if I feel that I've lost $1,000 or $5,000 or $10,000, I really have paid for an education that I couldn't get otherwise. I've learned from that. So that's an education. as opposed to a loss. And that's what I tell myself. I try to turn it around so that I can say, okay, I learned from that. And I don't even say it was an expensive uh, education. It just, it is what it is. I learn from it and use it as I move on as a, a way in which to avoid another pitfall. So, I, and then starting out in business, most of us, and I know I was, I was very naive, very, and I, I asked for things that, you know, you just can't imagine asking businesses for in this day and age. I would go into corporations with my media kit and expect them to take an ad out and give me the money within 10 days and, you know, so... <laughs> Yeah. And because I had that nerve, it worked for a while. <clears throat> and then um, the other thing is I believe there comes a time when you are at a turning point and you think, what am I doing? You know, uh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And you you kind of beat yourself up a little bit. And you want to turn around and go back. but. Um, that's just a time when you need to just 
reflect because something greater is on the horizon. That's what I believe. Um, and um, the other, the most important thing to me to tell young entrepreneurs is to have some money saved somewhere to live off of. The old um, the recommendation of having six months' worth of finances to live off of somewhere works, especially in if you're in business, because you don't want to go out and sell a product or a service and think you're going to pay yourself. Um, you want to sell the product or service that goes back into your business so you can build and buy more products provide more service, hire more people, and you're not going to be able to take money. You shouldn't be able to take money out of the business right away. So have some money somewhere to live off of for at least six months or a year so that you're not feeling desperate. And as Sue said, in desperation, you think, okay, I'm going to lower my prices so I can sell more. You know, and that's generally not the right way to approach um, getting increased sales. So have some money saved somewhere to live off of and don't depend on profits from the business initially. And also, if you do stumble, look at it as paying for an education because there are a lot of lessons in what people would call failure. There are a lot of lessons to learn so that as you move forward, you don't go there again. You don't repeat the same. Um, uh, you use the lesson to not re repeat the same so-called pitfall. So, Connie, I want to make this point. Um, I used to work as a debt counselor and credit repair specialist, and. Mm -hmm. um, of the biggest failures that I saw with some clients who were entrepreneurs were the fact that they didn't plan adequately for the financial impact and um, didn't often realize that for the first year as a business owner, you may not be able to pay yourself. Um, you right. literally may have to have savings to live on until you build up the reputation of your business and begin to make a profit. But whether you know, you know you own a franchise or a nonprofit, the the risks are the same. You may have to not be be able to pay yourself for at least a year or more until you become profitable. And oftentimes people don't realize that until they're in too deep, and right. the business could okay. fail as a result of lack of financial planning. That's a very good point because um, uh, when I first went into business, um, I went in for all the wrong reasons. And I'm in my 40th year also. Uh, and that was, I actually had to, you know, start my business, get a job, and do everything at one time. Uh, that was um, That was a painful lesson so that when I work with people now, uh, they want to jump in. Oh, I got enough to live for three months. Uh-uh. It's like uh, you know, a year is great because you know one of the things if your if your family's prepared for that, 
if you're you're married and your family's prepared for that, okay, there's not going to be a direct paycheck from this source. Everybody's much more in agreement than if everybody's expecting you to bring a paycheck home right away, uh, because that can create uh, a lot of disharmony and uh, break it, relationships. And uh, you know, it's it's um, very good points. Susan, I know um, you're going to have to leave. Is there anything you want to mention that's upcoming that you want to promote? Uh, um, uh, well, this weekend is a uh, Pamper Fest over at the Airport Sheridan. Uh, pro- a portion of the proceeds benefit the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Uh, it's a celebration for survivors. Uh, and basically, the it's just a fun evening of pampering. 50-50s, the Hot Men of Pamper Fest will be walking around with a 50-50. There will be a, a, a basket auctions, uh, shopping in the Pampered Mom Expo. Uh, it's an overnight experience, uh, excursion uh, for uh, fun and just pampering uh, and shopping. And that will happen mm-hmm. Friday at 5 o'clock. Uh, overnight guests uh, will get all kinds of things from complimentary wine to uh, discounts for, with our pampering services and complimentary breakfasts. Um, but you don't have to stay overnight to enjoy the festivities. You can just come out to the event on Friday night after 5 o'clock uh, and partake in the festivities and uh, uh, the uh, event ends at 11 o'clock. Uh, you can check out more information at www.pamperfest.com. Mm, sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Connie, let's get a room. <laughs> you know, it, it's been uh, it's it's funny is that uh, it's been a lot of work, uh, but. What uh, motivates me is how much fun I hear all the women have, and uh, they just they do they get they make it a, a girls' night out, and they get a couple gr- uh, girls together, and they just stay overnight, and and it's it makes a nice Mother's Day gift too because they go in Friday night and leave Saturday morning and still have time to spend time with the family. So um, mm-hmm. we see a lot of that, a lot of mother daughters coming out, uh, staying the night. So yes. Um, that's that's great, and they can find out about that again at www.pamperfest.com. Okay, Susan, thank you for your time. I know you have lots to do. Um, again, as always, there's so much to learn from one another. This is what entrepreneurship's about. If I is is we know we like to do things and help people, but we help people by sharing our learning and experiences. And I greatly appreciate you. Yes. Thank you for the opportunity, Joanne. Have a great day. Connie, one last thing that you would like to say or share. Well, I just, um, what I'd like to share is that how wonderful it is that women are supporting women, not just by buying their products and services, but just lifting each other up. And I think that's the most important thing that we can do because there's so many struggles now, so many things that could tear us apart. But as women, we really need to 
recognize and appreciate the kinship that we have. And it's an unspoken relationship uh, because we all have, we all know what we go through throughout life, just some very basic things that we all share. And I think it's so important that we keep supporting one another, we keep talking, um, we keep having those hard conversations, whether it's about business, about race, about um, loss, about raising children. Um, We have to keep having those conversations. And I really appreciate you, Joanne, for making sure that we don't forget that and that we're able to have those conversations. Thank you, Connie. I I appreciate that. Diane, is there anything you would like to add? Um, I'd like to just acknowledge the the wealth of experience and creativity that Connie Portis brings to the table. She has always been supportive of female business owners and, and women in general throughout the city of Pittsburgh. And so we are deeply grateful for her support. And, and George, well, Joanne. But besides that, um, I'd just like to leave the, the idea that it used to be that home ownership was the key to getting wealth in our country. Yeah. Um, our economy is changing. And for any young people who are listening to your broadcast, entrepreneurship is really the key to building wealth. And um, they strongly consider, you know, developing their own business and being their own boss, doing all the planning that is necessary to make sure that their business is, is successful. But it, it, it's the best way to, to really build wealth in our country. I appreciate that. And- yeah. Well, ladies, um, I want to, it's 944. Everybody has to run. This is Joanne Forrester, the Empress of Biz, who multiple entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, author, and who's working on 52 dangerous mistakes entrepreneurs make, and we claim at least 26 of them, if not more. But um, you've heard some of the women. And the great exp- um, advice, I love the term um, learning experience. And I love what um, Susan said is dropping your price does not guarantee new price new uh, customers. Uh, if you want to reach the Empress of Biz, our, our email is empress, E-M-P-R-E-S-S, of, O-F, biz, B-I-Z, at gmail.com. Our telephone number, because we really like to talk to people, is 412-440-6969, 412-440-6969. Four four zero six nine six nine. Ladies, have a great and profitable day. And thank you for what you do to make our community stronger and to help us set goals that we can aim higher. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day, ladies. Thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.